Welcome to the Supernatural Life Podcast with Chad Gonzalez, a podcast all about helping you connect with God so you can manifest God to the world. Now, here's your host, Pastor Chad Gonzalez. Hey friends, this is Chad Gonzalez. I want to welcome you to episode six of the Supernatural Life Podcast. It's my goal to help you grow in your connection with God so you can manifest God to your world and experience Him on a personal level like you've never experienced Him before. Before we get going, hey, if you would, please subscribe to the podcast there at iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, however you're listening. That way you'll never miss out on new episodes, and while you're there, leave us a review. That always helps us in getting the word out about the Supernatural Life podcast. Hey, and if you have some time today, go check out our website, chadgonzalez.com, or you can go to our Facebook page. And man, we've got some great videos, some uh, healing testimonies of things that's happened from those individuals, uh, not just hearing it from me, but hearing it from the actual people uh, that it happened to. And you can check out those videos. We've got uh, sermon clips and all kind of good stuff there for you as well, uh, just to encourage you and inspire your faith. Hey, today I wanted to spend just a little time uh, talking about our words. You know, our words are important. Uh, Proverbs is filled with uh, some really great uh, truths about the power of our words uh, and that how, you know, we'll have what we say. Jesus reiterates it over there in, in uh, Mark chapter 11. Uh, but in, you know, Proverbs, it says that death and life is in the power of the tongue. And, you know, in the, in the charismatic spirit-filled circles, you know, we've heard, heard a lot about our words over the years and, and making the right uh, confessions and saying the right things. And, you know, those are, are very uh, important truths. Uh, the things that we do declare, we will have what we say. Uh, but what's happened uh, with that, along with many other things, is that we've turned it into a job. Uh, we've turned it into a work. And, and you know, our, our faith confessions, uh, although they are important, and it is uh, important what we say and what we declare, it wasn't supposed to be a job. It wasn't supposed to be something that we had to work hard at. Uh, to make sure we're saying the right thing. In all reality, you know, our faith confession should be just a natural uh, outflow of who we are. It should be a natural outflow of our, our union with Christ. Uh, it should be a natural byproduct of our uh, living on this earth with a perspective of seeing, uh, seeing things uh, from uh, God's eyes, uh, seeing things from the, from the perspective of heaven, uh, seeing things uh, from a, a king with a kingdom mentality. Uh, it, again, it wasn't supposed to, something we're supposed to work for. It should just be a, a natural outflow of who we really are uh, because of our union and, and oneness with Christ. And it's really interesting. I, I was actually reading this morning. I woke up a little early and I was reading through uh, the book of Matthew and just looking at this one particular day in Jesus's life and in Matthew uh, chapter uh, 8 Matthew chapter 8 we see in this one chapter so many wonderful uh, instances of Jesus declaring some things saying some things making some faith statements but it wasn't just some confessions that he was reading off a piece of paper these were things that were flowing out of out of his heart uh, in one sense these were uh, naturally supernatural statements, confessions of faith, not something that he was 
saying to, to get himself to believe, but saying because he actually believed it, uh, just a, an outflow of who he was and his union with the Father. And, and so in Matthew chapter 8, uh, verse 5, we find the story of the centurion's servant. And, and in verse 5 and 6, the centurion uh, came to Jesus and said, Lord, my servant is paralyzed. He's dreadfully tormented at home. And Jesus responds and says, hey, I'll come and I'll heal him. And the centurion said, hey, I don't want you to come. I'm not worthy you come under my roof. If you'll just speak the word, my servant will be healed. And of course, in verse 10, it says, Jesus marveled and said, I have not found such great faith, no, not in Israel. And in verse 13, it says, go your way as you believe, so let it be done to you. So basically, uh, Jesus' statement here, he said, go your way. Three words here. That was, that was the declaration. Go your way. And, he, and it says the servant was healed that same hour. And so here we find Jesus not having to try to come up with the right thing to say or make sure he, he makes the right confession. Just simply says three words, go your way. And then it says that in the following verse in 14, Jesus, uh, he, he came to Peter's uh, house and mother-in-law was in there uh, sick. He touched her and and she was healed. And, and then... All of a sudden here, in, uh, in verse 23, they, they've gotten into the boat. They're crossing over. And, you know, we know the story. The, the boat starts filling up with water. And the disciples start freaking out. And they come to Jesus and say, hey, don't you care? Don't you care? We're about to die here. And, and Jesus goes, you know, uh, why are you so fearful? You have a little faith. And the Bible says he stands up and he rebukes the wind and he rebukes the sea and all of a sudden there's a great calm so here we see two situations uh, pretty much back to back here he tells the centurion servant i mean jesus he hasn't seen the he hasn't seen the servant he, he knows nothing about it except for what the centurion has told him that you know he, he's paralyzed he's being dreadfully tormented jesus simply says go your way I mean, you, we see such a command of faith, not, not, a, not a thing of trying to work up the right words, but, but a, a literal command of, of who he is and the environment that he is in, uh, knowing the dominion that he has over the situation because it's of this earth and because Jesus, he was of heaven like you and I are if we've been born again, declaring some things and, and like actually expecting it to happen. You know, it was like one time I was in a, uh, I was in a particular city, and we were doing a crusade, and and I had one of the staff members uh, ask me a question, and they said, you know, we noticed that when you were ministering to people in regards to healing, that you actually expected them to get healed. How did you get to that point? And it really just took me back, in that these were people of faith. This was someone who you know n knows these scriptures and and know some things about faith and our authority. And yet, as a minister, they're asking me, you know, they're a minister, and they're asking me, how'd you get to the point where you actually expected things to happen? Well, guys, that's a problem. If our ministers are not even expecting things to happen, but the reason is because we've gotten so intellectual, and we know the scriptures, and we know the ABCs, and one, two, threes, and the principles, but this really hasn't become real to us because we've been focusing on all of the all this other stuff instead of focusing on our union with Christ. 
and seeing things from God's perspective and, and understanding that, man, we're an alien in this world and we're born of heaven, sent from heaven. We should be living from heaven, living out of heaven and walking on this earth with absolute dominion, absolute rule over everything that is of this earth. And so that's why you see Jesus stand up. I mean, the guy is asleep. They go and wake him up. Uh, he hasn't had time to get all spiritual or anything. And he hasn't been in the boat fasting and praying. He simply gets up and because he has dominion over the things of the earth that was given to us in Genesis chapter 1 and verse 26 and 27, he simply speaks to the wind and waves. He rebukes it and it obeys him. It obeys him. And then, uh, this is my favorite one. It says when they get to the other side, uh, they get to the other side to the country of the Gergesenes and, and they met two demon-possessed men. And they come up, and simply because Jesus actually knows who he is, not because he's a Christian, but because he knows who he is. He knows who's on the inside of him. He's walking in absolute dominion and authority. The demons within the man recognizes and says, please don't torment us. What are we to do with you, O Jesus, Son of God? Don't torment us. Don't send us into the abyss. Would you please allow us to go into these swine? And in verse 32, and Jesus said to them, go. It's the only word that's in red and that, that entire passage there. One word, go. Speaking to the demons said, go. That's it. Now, if it was most of us, my Lord, we would have had a mini sermon uh, casting this devil out. We would have gone through all this rigmarole. And, I mean, I remember talking to a guy one time, a uh, minister of a particular spirit-filled denomination and told me that you know he had cast the devils out and when he was casting devils out man they would wrestle with them and they had to go to a special room and they'd be back there for hours and come out just uh, covered in drenched and sweat and and man they were just exhausted well that's just stupid we don't see that with jesus jesus said one word he said what what do you say one word in red two letters he said go and when he said, go, that whole legion of demons flowed out of that man and went into over 2,000 of those pigs. Now, with that said, I want to look over at uh, Mark chapter 11, uh, verse 20, 22 and, and 23. This is probably one of the more well-known passages of Scripture in regards to our words and, and faith. And, you know, in Mark chapter 11, Jesus, you know, he's... He's already cursed the fig tree, and uh, they're coming back in, and, and they're seeing that the fig tree is, has died and dried up from the roots. And Jesus says this in verse 22. He said, Have faith in God, for surely I say to you, verse 23, Whoever says this mountain be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he said will be done, he will have whatever he says. I want you to notice verse 22. This is something the Lord showed me just a few weeks ago. We were doing healing school up in Ridgely, Tennessee. And, and while I was uh, preaching, man, this just came out. I saw it like I'd never seen before. In verse 22, he said, have faith in God. Now I want you to look at it from the standpoint of our union with the Father. He said, have faith where? What's, what's, what's the preposition right there? In, in God. So let's look at it like this. Have faith in your union with the Father. And from your union with the Father, declare some things. 
From your union with the Father, speak to the mountain. From your union with the Father, say some things. And if you believe that, uh, it'll come to pass. See, what's happened with a lot of us, we've been trying to declare some things outside of our union with God. But what we need to be doing, just like Jesus, is declaring things from our union with the Father. You know, Jesus said over in John uh, chapter 10, he said, I'm one with the Father and the Father's one with me. John chapter 17, it was Jesus' prayer. He said, Father, I pray that they would be one uh, with us as I am one with you, that we would be one together. All throughout the book of John, you see Jesus continually talking about his union with the Father. And Mark chapter 11, verse 22 and 23, that's what it's about. It's about our union with the Father and declaring some things and speaking some things from our union with the Father and not just trying to say the right thing from our head. And that's why many of us aren't getting the results that we know we should be getting because we're not saying it from our union. Uh, we're not doing it like what Jesus said in, in, uh, in John chapter 5 and John chapter 8 that you know, I only do what I see the Father do and only say what I hear the Father say. It's not coming from a union. It's coming from our head. We've, again, we've gotten so intellectual. And it's not about being intellectual. It's about our union with the Father. And we need to become aware of that. And so I just want to encourage you. You know, uh, there's nothing wrong with having uh, faith confessions and having confession sheet. I've got things that I declare every day. And I'm doing those things just to renew my mind and, and speak some things. But I'm telling you, when it comes to the times of life and, and we're ministering to people, we've got some situations occurring that we need some results. Uh, our faith shouldn't be in, in some words on a, on a piece of paper. Our faith should be stemming from our, our union with the Father. And so that because of who we are, because of where we're from, uh, we see a situation when we're in a situation uh, those words of life, those words of dominion, those words of authority, it's just simply a natural outflow uh, from our union with Christ. And, and our faith is not necessarily in our words. Our faith is in our union with the Father. And when your faith is in your union with God, when that's where your faith is at, you'll never get into a place of work. You'll never get into a place of labor. Uh, because when you get into a place of work and labor, you're going to get into a place of stress. And that isn't where we're supposed to be at all. Well, friends, I hope you enjoyed our time together. And that today not only helped expand your mind to what's possible in Christ, but also helped you grow in your connection with God. So you can manifest God to your world. And I want to let you know real quickly uh, about an event we have next month on November 5th through the 8th. We're going to be at Church on the Word in Warner, Oklahoma. This is going to be our third year in being there uh, for the Supernatural Conference. It's a Sunday morning, Sunday night, Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night. We have five services where, man, we just get into the Word and not just uh, hear about God. We experience Him. Every year we've seen phenomenal miracles, wonderful, wonderful things happening uh, in the presence of the Lord. And so, hey, if you can be a part of that, come join us. Uh, Warner is probably about, oh, about 30, 45 minutes uh, southeast of uh, Broken Arrow and Tulsa there in Oklahoma. So, hey, if you can make it, come join us. We'd love to see you there. Hey, and make sure and subscribe to the podcast. Share it with your friends. And remember that in Christ, we always win. God bless you.